Kristen. And we and are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 127. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a foreign film, but it's not part of our foreign series because we just wanted to fucking talk about it. Yes. This came up when I was looking for foreign horror and I was like, oh my God, we got to do the whaling. And Kristen was like, bitch, I'm on it. I already had <laughs> yes. it. Yes. I, I have heard about this movie for a few years now and it's like on all these best of lists like the orphanage honestly and i haven't watched it yet and i was like we're doing it this year we gotta i'm so glad i'm yes. so glad we did Agreed. first of all it is free on tubi by the way you can sign up for tubi tv for free and watch this with ads but it is totally free so you can get this whole ass wonderful movie for free y'all so granted no I will say it is a two and a half hour movie by itself. I can't imagine how much longer it must be with ads. Well, I watched it with ads because I couldn't <laughs> get the subtitles to work on the other thing that I had. Mm. But it the ads on TV are not like ads on TV. They do like one and then they're back at it. So it's That's pretty good. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty quick. And also just not sponsored. But hey, Tubi <laughs> has like quite a decent library of horror and it's all free. So just throwing that out there for anybody that like doesn't have Shutter or doesn't have a ton of streaming stuff but wants something. It's a really good option. But it is a two and a half hour movie. And there are like even like an hour and a half in, you're like, this movie could have ended right here and it still would have been a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not that that's a bad thing because right. it continues and gets better, but it's just like you could have ended this so many times and you already would have done a good job, but then you just kept that story so riveting and there were like so many twists and turns. It was like, oh my gosh, like you had to yeah. keep up and it was so gripping too. And of course we'll so talk mysterious. about it. mysterious. And y'all have heard me say that sometimes where I get tired of the mystery. I was actually cool with it for two and a half hours because you were still getting that thriller. You were still getting the, but wait, what's going on? And they'd like give you answers, but then the answer was wrong. So it was still a fun mystery to try to figure out. It for sure was. And also this has been, I was kind of nervous to watch this because this is very frequently what I've seen called the Korean exorcist. And I was like, I can a, see why now. I was, yeah, exactly. I was like, that is a bold ass statement right there. Yeah. But it is actually rated higher than The Exorcist by, uh, well, again, critics on Rotten Tomatoes. And you have to consider the amount, which this one has far less than The Exorcist does on Rotten Tomatoes. But still, like, those are weighted, though, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, those averages. So, I mean, I was super concerned. I was like, this is going to be terrifying because one, you know, when you get into any foreign horror, they do things different. So you're not going to be in for your typical, if it is a demon movie, you're not going to be in for the norm, you know, mm -hmm. the normal possession, the normal Catholic exorcism type thing that you've seen over and over and over. And y'all know how I feel about those, but at least I know what I'm getting into when I go to watch one of them. But this one, you don't know because- right. It's you a know. different culture. You don't know what's going on. Also, it seems... So we have now watched 
three movies with this same actor in it. And he seems to play the same character every time. And I'm not even mad at the character. I like it. I feel bad if he was typecasted this way, though. But he is the same guy that we saw in The Quiet Family, if anybody listened to that review, where he's the kid listening to people have sex on the phone. He is the same guy in The Host who's the dad, and he's just a fucking screw-up. And he is a screw-up in this movie as well, and a funny one. It's like he's the same person. You could almost watch it evolve. Like, he was a kid, then he had a daughter and she died, then he moved to this little village and had another daughter who got possessed. And he's still fucking shit up. (laughs) Right, exactly. His character is, like, infuriating, like, makes infuriating decisions. But they set that up really well. But... Also, they're made out of good intentions. Yeah. Which is what the most tragic part of this story and of his story is, is that he wants to do what is best for his family. And we'll get into what that, what's happening and everything, but he just wants to do what's best for his family and he just continues to make poor decisions. Yes. I also love the family dynamic, honestly, in all three of those movies. So far, I'm very happy with those three Korean horror films because they really bring in the family dynamic. I mean, obviously, The Quiet Family. You see them and their familial lives and how they're the same siblings and parents doing the same things that we do. And the host, you see how much of a loving father he is. And you see it again with this. Like He does a really good job about being that loving dad. Yeah. And I mean, his spousal relationship in this one is kind of off, but like he lives with his mother and his wife and his daughter. And I love even their like house set up too. everyone has like their own space. I thought that was really cool. Just mm-hmm. like observing, you know. Agreed. But also you have the same things that I'm sure any married couple or parents have to deal with. And they end up, I mean, it's a small little area. Yes, his daughter has a room in a different part of the house, along with his mother, mother mother-in-law, not sure which side she's on, but they both live in a different section of the house than he and his wife. So technically they could probably have sex whenever, but they end up having to go have sex in the car to get away from their daughter. And then their daughter comes to find them and knocks on the window, you know, shit like that, that I'm sure parents have to deal with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I really also enjoyed about like the family dynamic is it actually, they set it up so well that it like in the beginning, you know, he's talking to his daughter about that encounter with like, seeing people have sex and it's kind of awkward but he's like trying to buy her like you know (laughs) yes make her feel better but it does set up that even though he is kind of like you know he's not a great cop and he's not you know the brightest and all these things he's a good dad like yes that's the one thing that he wants to be and they set that up early because it just becomes more and more devastating throughout this entire film yeah also I have to say like between this and like train to Busan and stuff, these dad daughter stories are just fucking shredding me. Oh yeah, I bet. they're just <laughs> killing me. It's fine. Like I didn't think about it until like the very end, and because I, I was so wrapped up in the story, and then I was like, oh shit, that kind of hurts. But <laughs> but it's it's so good. Did want to mention really quick before we go any further, we obviously recommend this movie and it's very mysterious and we're going to have to let that mysteriousness be known. So if you don't want to ruin the surprise, please stop and go watch it. Yeah. And there are a few movies where we have been very adamant about like, please go watch this. But this is definitely one of them. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's on all of the lists and it's up there and it's, it's so good. And these are major, major spoilers that will ruin the movie. Yes. Like, 
take away the enjoyment of it. These are major plot twists. Yeah. So you need to like, I'll give you a minute. (laughs) Turn this off. Go watch it. Okay, welcome back. I'm glad you watched it. So let's talk about it. So there's a small village in the mountains of South Korea. Which I loved also aside. I loved the little, like, because especially, I mean, we just talked about the grudge last week. And, you know, we see a lot of inner city stuff, big high rises and stuff like that in foreign cities, especially Asian horror. It was nice to get away and see a little tiny village. I loved that. Yeah. And so we're in this like mountain town. It's beautiful. And our main character, like I mentioned, is a police officer. This police force doesn't really see the type of things that they're going to deal with in this film. And you can kind of tell by the way that they react (laughs) to everything. Like as even as a viewer too, you're like laughing at certain things and you're like, I don't, is it okay to laugh at that? Like it's terrible, but it's so funny. Right. Like my first comment is there's these two little cops and they're in the station by themselves one night and it's thundering and the lights go out and then this creepy bitch is by the door and they're so funny because they're doing the typical thing that we would do but they're cops and should be braver go check the fucking door but they're like you go do it no i'm not gonna do it like that whole thing and that was fucking great they literally just scream and hide behind their desk yes which is what we would do but you're supposed to be brave go oh yeah like if if it was raining and on the power went out and there was a creepy naked woman standing outside <laughs> staring at me you bet your ass i'd fucking scream and run <laughs> right exactly they're like, you go check on her you gotta do wellness checks on that kind of shit man you're like, oh. right exactly what's wrong with her go find out (laughs) and it's so also interesting because they tied in so many different types of like horror elements between like we'll get into it a little bit but like demons and ghosts and even Mm -hmm. zombies at certain points we like honestly you don't even really know for positive at the end of this film what actually happened because there are times when you're, they're like, it can't be a ghost. He's like a living man. You can touch him. And people are like, no, he's still a ghost because of that. And you're like, is that a Korean thing? What's going on? But then is it zombies? Is it? Yeah, there's so much in it. Yeah. And then he like takes his final form at the end and you're like, oh, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get there too. There's also this, they're talking about this Japanese stranger the police officers are so there's like first of all there's this infection going around that breaks out and these villagers become basically go crazy and they kill their entire families and it is brutal and one of the first scenes you get really starts it off with the violence because you don't see like this isn't the type of film where you're just going to see like brutal stabbings it happens in the aftermath of it yes and it looks like it was so scary yeah, like imagine like being in a victim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they come upon these scenes and there's just blood everywhere, thick blood. It's not like somebody got a little cut and there's drips on the ground. Like it is big swaths of it. Or you see almost ritualistic stuff. Like there's one, they come across this guy's house and there's a blanket laid out and like almost ritualistic knives and like a teddy bear and stuff on it. And it's very weird. Like you're still not sure what's going on. And there's always someone sitting out on the porch that did it and just kind of like not really there, just kind of leaned against something. And they look, they have this like rashy look to their skin. And like it's very boils. Dark. And yeah, it's, it's not good. Dark yes. red. And obviously there's blood on them from killing people and it's nasty. Yeah. It's almost like they were burned. Like, and they show a 
picture that ends up kind of looking like that. It looks, you know, like when pictures get really hot and then they bubble, that's almost what these people's skin looks like. Yeah, it looks like it's painful, too. Yeah. They're so out of it, they don't know. Fucking A. Yeah. So they find this family in the very beginning and he basically makes the other cops like do stuff and he's like I don't want to go in there I'm not doing that <laughs> you know <laughs> so he's a hands-off cop and he doesn't really want to mess with any of this and you do get some symbolism of what's to come like he looks up at this it's some sort of like flowered plant that hangs but it looks it, like it's been rotted almost yeah it's like withered away it's yeah and that comes in later but it's like you don't know what's going on in the beginning. So he like reaches to touch it and you're like, don't fucking do that. Because you know, the most you know is that there's like some sort of sicknessy type plague. And you've seen one guy and what he looks like. I would not fucking touch that thing. Uh, no. And, you know, it's, I'm surprised that they're not all in like masks and like hats. Yeah. Masks, you know. But I guess it's a little village and they're not expecting anything crazy. Exactly. So after that happens, we have these two cops, one of them, our main character, and I'm assuming his partner, because they're together pretty much the whole time, are discussing this Japanese stranger. And when they're doing that and kind of getting freaked out, they're talking about how somebody told somebody about this guy that saw this man in the woods just eating an animal raw, basically. And they show him, and he's got these it's just this man and like a basically a diaper and these horrible red eyes and so they're yeah. kind of making it like a campfire story right and then that's when the power goes out and the rain starts and the rain happens a lot at yeah very specific times too mm -hmm. and so the naked lady shows up and they freak <laughs> out and later there is another crime scene and another woman who is infected has murdered her family and set a f the fucking house on fire. Yeah. And it's also brutal. But this scene, there are people coming at these officers, like, with gnashing teeth and almost, like, superhuman strength, too. They can't get these things off of them. And it's not funny, but, like, the cops just on the ground screaming. Just screaming. You get them, yeah. you get them. It's, it's just, like, you can tell that they're just completely, like, not equipped to handle this. Like, who is? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree who is, but some bitch comes at me trying to bite me. I'm gonna fucking, like, he has a he has a gun laying right on the ground. I'm sorry, bitch. You started it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna be a zombie. Especially, yeah. Like we've seen this movie. <laughs> exactly. Especially because they know that, like, they're starting to put together that everyone's kind of had this rash on their body, mm -hmm. and it. So it could be, like you said, an infection. And also, like, she puts several of them on the ground. And it's yeah, so... she's fucking strong. And there's two of them. Like, yeah. the, the reason this even happens is because he's not fucking paying attention. And one of them grabs his arm and is able to, like, pull themselves away from the cops that are holding it. And then she races out. So he's got fucking two of them on top of him. And they're strong. No, I'd be shooting. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, you there's something. I mean, this is the also the same woman that like killed her family, and then one of them obviously is just not right. So, especially the woman that like killed her family, though, like y'all aren't gonna be that upset if she doesn't live, right? 
Right. Exactly. Exactly. They already are like, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> but at that same crime scene later, after it's kind of all cleaned up and everything, there are two cops, our two main characters. Well, the other one's not a main, I guess, but two main cop characters, our main character and his partner, meet this woman. And in Korean, her name means no name. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Who tells him that the Japanese man is a ghost and the whole reason that this happened. And he kind of walks our main character. She walks our main character through the house and just trying to show him things. But then the Japanese man is there and starts like chasing him. And he does look terrifying. Like crawling after him with these red fucking eyes. Terrifying. But yeah, and then like he's like eating something raw again, like a raw deer, and then he wakes up and it's a dream, and he's just been having these horrible dreams about this stranger. Yeah, which you get that a lot, which adds to the mystery because half the time you're like, is this supernatural, paranormal thing actually happening, or is he just having a dream about it? You're never sure. Yeah, and who's doing what and. there's lots of like elements at play here that at the end you're kind of like okay interesting right so they decide after his little incident here at the burned home they decide that they're going to kind of look into this japanese man and so they want to go talk to the man that the original story was about who saw him in the woods and who was attacked by him basically and they go to his house and they talk to him about it and he they basically just say like show us where he lives in the forest and give us proof that this isn't just a story you made up and he's like he's a hunter like that that is his trade that is his business so he goes out into the woods often and hunts deer and brings it back and he's got meat and all of this stuff just sitting in his freezer and he shows his fridge and freezer and he's like there's there's nothing in there he's like it's affecting my business now He's so terrified to go back in the woods that he can't even do his job. I wouldn't. To hell no. Hell fucking no. Yeah, he said he sold the business and he's just done. He's not yeah. doing anything. So he does agree to take them out to the forest where he saw it happen. And so he does. And it starts raining when they're like, okay, we'll show us where the house is. You know? And it just, you know, like why it was a perfect, perfectly fine day. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they're about to go look for the house of this man, it starts raining. And the man's like, nah, I'm not going up there. And which same, like, you're not, you can't make me. I took you this far mm-hmm. you that he's somewhere in this vicinity. Like, I'm not taking you there. And they basically, they say like, he, I can't remember if he says he'd rather be struck by lightning or if they tell him that he's going to be struck by lightning or something like that. But literally they mentioned him being struck by lightning and then he's struck by lightning. Yeah. Super creepy. He like gets up to walk away, which I'm sitting there. Like I get, it's almost comedic watching him do that. But at the same time I'm sitting there going, yeah, I guess if it didn't kill you and these guys aren't helping, they're not like, oh my God, are you okay? They're just sitting there. So this poor guy, like he tries to walk towards them and they're not doing anything. So he's like, I'm going to fucking walk down this hill, I guess, and get my own ambulance. Not like your cops or anything should protect me. I'm going to fucking hold down <laughs> God, worst cops ever. Oh yeah, yeah. They go to the hospital because he was electrocuted. And I think his mother is talking to you know to them about... You know, the only way, reason he's alive is because he's eating meat every day of his life. Yeah. So funny. 
tonic. She's ridiculous. <laughs> and while they're at the hospital, there's an emergency that pretty much all the staff are called into. And this scene was gruesome. Yes. Dude, Terrifying. So good. I was watching it and I was like, Ooh. oh my God. And so many people are there for this. So it's an emergency. This guy's like flatlining, freaking out. And there are like three nurses in there. There's a doctor, this whole ward. Everyone is hearing it. The two cops show up. So many people just saw what happened. So it's not like you can even be like, no, it's not real. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. Yeah. So the guy that killed his family in the very first murder scene in the film, he was just sitting outside looking fucked up and you know in a trance almost and so they took him in they took him to the hospital and this is him and you can see that his body is just just so fucked up i mean when you're talking like the boils and the rashes and it looks like it's rotting almost yes he looks like he's in such pain i would be like please kill me and he basically starts convulsing and doing these like backbend type, you, you, you know, the, the type, the exorcism type thing, right. the demony type things. But he leans over the bed and he, in a kind of a backbend where his head is leaned over like the front or like where the pillow is, but it's close to the touching the ground. And the our main character cop is watching this and sees this bone snap and it you can see it almost poking through the skin and then his oxygen mask and mouth and everything just fills with blood and he dies yeah and it's it's like his collarbone bone i i can't even imagine how he must be doing that to break that like his clavicle or whatever yeah poking right through the skin and then him just bleeding and choking it was so good yes so good but so scary like please don't let me go that way man Mm -mm. oh yeah this is all terrifying (laughs) yeah it's not terrifying that you can't watch it and it's not artistic and it's not terrifying right. in the way that like when we say like, oh, they're saying it's the Korean exorcist, they're not going for the same type of like shock value that like. Right. But at the same yeah. time, it is super gruesome. Yes. This, this is a lot more because you, so you also have to look at the fact that they end up having to like sacrifice animals to do some of the stuff. You don't even see any of that. They actually do a really good job about not showing a lot of the gruesome stuff so everything that you feel is just feeling it's just knowing what actually happened and honestly i find that scarier yeah and that also means that all of the gore that you see is there on purpose like Mm -hmm. it is very intentionally placed because they could show slaughtering of the animals for shock value but they don't because that's exactly that's not that's not what they want you to be to be grimacing about, you know. Yeah, they don't want you to be like, "Oh my god, they killed that goat." No, they want you to be like, "No, that man just choked on his own blood." Exactly. That's not. They don't want you to remember the animal sacrifices. Right. So, in the meantime, his daughter has come down sick. Like she's just stayed home from school. You know, no big deal. She's just a little ill. Oh my god, this scene coming up, I cried. I I cried. It happened. When she's like sick and her dad comes in in the middle of the night and she's just been out of it and delirious and she's had a fever and he wakes her up from her screaming from a nightmare and it takes him a while to wake her up and she finally opens her eyes and she just goes, daddy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, there were a couple times, like, especially towards the end where I was just like tearing up about the relationship because she really trusts you know her dad and feels safe with him but that you're right that's actually what I was going to talk about next so that night that's a tragic scene like 
and then all she's doing horribly that night when he's just like holding her and then all of a sudden the next morning she's at breakfast and mm, so creepy and they're like that's not her like she it's usually a fight to get her to eat sometimes and she's like a, a pig at the table like she's just shoving it in they're like who is that person they're like she never eats fish yeah and what, something I really like about this that's different from what we typically see in, like, American movies, for example, is I love when the daughter is back. They immediately know she's different, and the grandmother's like, I'm getting a shaman. Yes, agreed. Like, there's no, like, waiting. There's no trying to, like, yeah. oh, she is a little different, isn't she? Right. And it's not like he fights back either. Mom goes to him, and she's like, or his mom or his mother-in-law goes to him, and she's like, I'm getting a shaman. He doesn't say shit. He's like, okay, so I can do it. Yeah. And that's what I, I really like about, I'm assuming what's a cultural difference, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, they even do science. Like they take her to the hospital eventually, like all these things. It's not like they got her medicine before. It's not like they just did this, but once she came back and they're like, that's not our child, they knew it. And like, as a parent, you know, but over mm -hmm. here, I feel like even when people know they go immediately, just like the exorcist to psychiatric and things like that, which is totally fair. I'm not right. saying you shouldn't, but it was but so look at everything. Like maybe not just psychiatric. Yeah, or, you know, the fact that she was fine and then had a fever and now she's, like, fucking, like, she actually had a physical illness. It wasn't just, like, our personality changed and now all of a sudden she's different. Exactly. Know? So, yeah. So, she's possessed. <laughs> <laughs> right. We know that now. But do we? It's like, we, we do know that, by the way, that she is possessed. But at the same time, even the parents who are telling us about this story and what's going on, they have no idea. We think it's a ghost still. So is it a ghost? Is it possession? Is it, once again, zombies? What the fuck is this thing? We don't know. It's all of them. It's everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? Horror village. Exactly. <laughs> it's just getting the brunt of, like, horror. All of it. Just Right. It's like it's like cabin in the woods, but just like release all of the cubes, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. So he decides that they're going to go to the Japanese man's house. And they bring a deacon of the Catholic church who is the nephew of his partner with them because he can translate Japanese. The Japanese man's not there. So they're investigating his house. And when he's out, the partner finds photos of all of the murdered villagers and like their belongings. So it looks like trophies and like this ritualistic, like worship room. Yeah. And he's just like frozen in fear, just staring at it. And that would be me. What do you do at that point? Cause it's not like, I mean, it's creepy. He is taking pictures before and after these people die. So he's going back to the scene afterwards. That's creepy. Also he's taking, he's not just taking pictures, which is a memento all by itself, but he's also taking trophies like shoes like things from people so he's getting really close to them to be able to do something like that so creepy and also like you can see and something i think one of the big reasons he froze too is he finds his partner's daughter's shoe yep it literally it has her name on the inside of it and the saddest part is he ends up taking that shoe back to his daughter and he's like, did you lose a shoe? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, is this not yours? And it's got her fucking name inside it written there. He's like, is that not your handwriting? She's like, it's not mine. And she loses it. Says, yeah, like, stop 
like goddamn questioning me fuck you shut the fuck up like losing her mind screaming at him meanwhile we saw her in the beginning as this sweet little girl who loves her dad so you know she's gone yeah but before we even like leave the house there's also this guard dog that attacks them so he's got you know and we see a lot like with demon type things these big black dogs think back to the omen exactly exactly like that scary fucking dog too man yeah he's big boy (laughs) and he's gonna kill you and when they're there and they find all of this stuff the stranger the japanese man comes back and the dog immediately stops barking and he's back and he doesn't even really say anything to them they just leave and that's when you know he said hey i found the shoe and then that's you know the daughter's been sick and all this stuff so when they go back to the stranger's house the next time they want to go back to prove it because the partner even kept saying like he's the criminal he's the criminal you know mm-hmm. he had removed all the photos everything's gone of course yeah like you should burned everything up I mean, I know that I don't know what the legal processes over there are, and I know that they, they were probably there illegally, but could have taken like a few photos, you know. Right? Nobody took a picture. I mean, I did. I didn't see any like smartphones or anything at the time. I don't remember, but nobody had your cops. You didn't bring a little fucking camera. Nothing. Yeah, or just like <clears throat> grab. You saw photos of like the most recent ones, so grab those because you have two other people with you saying that they were there. So. It's not like they can be like, well, this could have been from you, you know? I guess they exactly. could. Exactly. Oh, my God. Like, I know he was frozen there, but I'd have just started grabbing. I'd have just started ripping shut down. It's going in my pockets right now. Yeah. The, one of the biggest things was like, you know, anytime you're in a situation where you're somewhere you're not supposed to be and somebody could come home, there's already that heightened sense of anxiety when you're watching a film. And mm-hmm. then he does come back and they do get caught. But they had like no sense of urgency the whole time they were there. No. And honestly... I know it's the ending, but they go back to that house again, and it's the same fucking problem. Like, they, they're they all ready to take this guy down. They're sure that he's the bad guy. They throw in, you know, rakes and shovels and all these things to beat and kill this man with, including a fucking chainsaw. And I'm, like, screaming at the TV going, you're going to go get the chainsaw? You're going to go get the fucking chainsaw? And instead, they're just panicking, not knowing what the fuck to do. They never- you made the plan. Yeah, nobody ever gets the chainsaw. No. Spoiler alert. So frustrating. Yeah. And then, so that was kind of like moving around a little bit, but when they do go back, because his daughter is still like being all fucking weird, and we are still working on seeking out this shaman, right? So he's also noticed one night he sneaks into her room and he's like looking through her stuff and in one of her journals he sees it's like writing cool school stuff and then it becomes crazy markings and then drawings of her family being murdered yeah so yeah and then he also (laughs) lifts up her like sleeping dress and starts and he's not doing anything weird he's just looking for this rash because that's what he's seen in all of these cases where the person with the rash goes fucking insane and murders their entire family Mm -hmm. but it wakes up but he sees the rash first he does 
and this thing and his daughter wakes up. And what I also like about this is she doesn't change her appearance ever. Like they don't, they, I mean, they make her look scary when she gets sicker and sicker and the, mm-hmm. the wrath spreads and stuff. So she does become scarier. But, but she I doesn't mean, have like a demon face. Yeah, she her eyes don't blow out and she doesn't get this terrible voice and things like that. And I'm not saying that that isn't scary and can't be done well because it is and we've seen it a bunch, but they didn't need to take it there for it to still be scary. Mm-hmm. Just you knowing that he is not talking to his daughter and he just got caught is scary enough. Right. Or the fact that she brings up real world things. She's like, what are you doing under your daughter's skirt right now in the middle of the night? Yeah. Is he a fucking like he's not. We as the audience know what he's doing, but that could easily be changed to him being a pedophile and thrown in prison. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you kind of assume and she start does start like screaming and losing her mind. And the next day, you know, they say like your daddy's sorry or something like that while she's just sitting on the porch, just dagger eyes. I do like that, too, that they don't turn on the dad. They, They don't believe this little crazy little girl right now for him being a potential, you know, pedophile or something. They don't believe that. They're like automatically going, "Okay, she's fucking sick. Why are you talking to your dad like this? Why are you doing this? Yeah. So, you know, that I also really like that because a lot of times we would see in other films like this that they throw the dad out when he's just trying to help. So they throw an important component of this process out, which they don't do here. Right. Exactly. They are also trying to protect their daughter. They're not going to listen to this demon. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know they've known from the time she came to breakfast that. (laughs) Right. God. And how terrifying. I mean, I know she's got her own space and like she's just like going to sleep and stuff, but like the fucking just knowing that there's just like something in your kid. It like, yeah, you love your kid and you don't want anything to happen to them, but I'd be like, can you stay the fuck over there? I don't Oh my god, exactly. Or the fact that grandma sleeps literally on the other side of the wall from her. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be like, she's gonna fucking kill me in the middle of the night. Um yeah. Mm-mm. So now that his daughter is obviously getting worse, uh, he goes back to the house and he takes the translator with him. And obviously everything is gone. And he's just starts getting pissed off and the evidence has been burned and he, so he's just gets mad and does this whole, you know, losing his cool with the antagonist and he like smashes up his worship room and loses his mind. But the guard dog comes after him and he kills the guard dog and tells the stranger to leave or he'll die. And yeah. the guard dog scene was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. But the, uh, I think the worst part is he didn't actually kill the guard dog, which is the saddest part. Right. You actually, yeah. Later, you see the Japanese man just sitting on his porch outside, just just staring out into the woods, and there are crows that keep flying in, and they're eating the dog, and you're like, oh, he's dead. You actually hear him whimper a couple times. That was the worst. It's so sad. Yeah. Like, you know, this is probably a hellion dog. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's Satan, but still. dog. Finish the fucking job, dude, if we're going to do that. Like, don't let him get eaten to death. That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. So he fucking just stoked the bear, basically, which terrible decision. 
Mm-hmm. So we go to the shaman. And he immediately says that it, there's definitely a wicked spirit. So um, we don't know if the shaman is legit, but we do get some things that we, you know, he says, like, what's in that barrel up there with the red lid? And they say, it's just soy sauce. And he says, bring it down. And they break it open. And there's a dead crow in it. And he's like, this is a super wicked spirit you have here. So you know that he's to some extent legitimate. Right. But you also see weird things like, hmm, he's dressing the same way as this Japanese man. That's weird. What's going on with that? He does weird conversations that you're not sure exactly who he's against, but you'll hear things like, the fool took the bait. Well, what fool? Obviously, we have lots of players in this movie. So what fool? Is it the old man? Are you actually against him? Is it our protagonist? Are you actually against him? you end up sitting here going, who am I supposed to believe? Who is actually here to help me and who is here to kill me? Yeah. And that causes pretty much all of the conflict in the rest of the movie. That's pretty much it. Yeah. A back and forth. We also have this white ghost that shows up. Now we have actually seen her earlier on in the movie. Our protagonist and his friend, the two cops are sitting in front of this house that they're supposed to guard. And there's this girl sitting there pitching rocks at him. And he just lets her do this for hours and doesn't really actually fight back against her at all. And then she takes him to the house, which we saw, and then the the demon or whatever guy with the red eyes comes in, and then it's a dream. You know, there, we have seen this ghost woman there a few times. So then you end up going, well, is she good or bad? Who is good and bad in this fucking place? Yeah. Yeah. So when we get we start with this shaman they are going to do basically this exorcism with this shaman and it's actually really neat to watch you know the everything the shaman does like there's a couple things that we have the shaman for it's really interesting so when he's doing doing his exorcism he basically you know is it doesn't quite work but he does you know figure out a little bit more of what he's dealing with you know you know like he figures out that he just went and fucking antagonized the japanese man (laughs) doing right you know and so then he is talking to the father and he's like okay so i need ten thousand more dollars to do a different type of ritual which is basically like a death hex i think he says i think so yeah where he's gonna kill it yeah. 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 We're going to drive stakes into a piece of wood that is supposed to symbolize him and kill it like a vampire. I'm down. Let's do it. Yep. 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 So while they're doing this, actually, you as the viewer, what this is so like, and by the way, we're only like halfway through this movie at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's like so much left and you're like, oh, gay. Wow. So... There is this scene that kind of goes back and forth between the Japanese man. He's also getting ready for something while this is going on. Yeah. He gets like three chickens and he hangs them up in his ritual room. They're alive for a little while. And he has also found a dead body out in the woods that he seems like he like he puts the guy's picture up that he took and he's like chanting around this one picture. Now he has burned everything else. So you're sitting here like 
oh, is he creating another like shrine? What's he doing? Yeah. Well, it's still a little confusing because they still don't want to disclose everything to you as the viewer. Yeah. So they're doing this ritual and you can see that they're actually being effective. So remember you as the viewer, the Japanese man is, he's everything that's wrong. Like he is doing everything and you see that here because he is fighting back is what it looks like at this ritual. Right. Because he has his own drum and this death hex that they're doing is super long and involved. And when he actually starts hammering the stakes in to what looks like, it looks like a big like totem kind of. Yeah. Like it's got a face carved in stuff like that. Yeah. She isn't, the daughter is in excruciating pain and so is the Japanese man. But the shaman said, if you interrupt this death hex or even eat things weird or something like that, like it could backfire. So you as the viewer are standing there because the daughter's in excruciating pain every time he hammers something in. And you're like, oh my God, it's working because it's happening to the Japanese man too. And he gets weaker and weaker and weaker every time something happens like that. And but the mom is like make him stop make him stop and you're like no don't listen to her don't make him mm-hmm. stop you think that he's fucking winning right and he goes out there and he throws all the tables over and he throws their instruments and he tells them to stop and get out right before the end it was almost done it was yeah. so close to being done and so literally in my notes and i wrote down I was like, this is the most infuriating parent moment. Like, you literally were killing him, and you had him. It was done. And you said... He was being strong until his daughter said, Daddy, again. Daddy, please. Daddy, Daddy. And then that was when he was like, okay, so she's actually back begging me to do this. Okay. Yeah. Which is so sad because yeah you as also a viewer know that a demon's gonna say what a demon's gonna say exactly and you're like he said it would backfire and like you just did that and the shaman you can see it's just kind of like i fucking told you mm-hmm. and so you're so mad at him like because you're so invested in this story they do such a good job of making you just want this little girl to be okay and you are rooting for him too as the father to be strong and do the right thing and he just fucks it up you Mm -hmm. know so you think and honestly this was a little confusing to me too because it truly looked like he was being like defeated in a way but then later you find out other things and it's like, well, then what were they doing exactly if they have some sort of agreement? Agreed. But when the shaman is getting hurt, we also see a fleeting image of like a white ghost go through the land. So afterwards, I'm wondering, was she fucking with him during the same time? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's the only thing that was a little weird that I still have questions on. The rest of the movie, like from here on out, like, you know, when I found out the ending, I was like, oh, okay. But the whole death hex and it actually working on the Japanese man. And then you find out, spoiler alert, I'm sorry. I was trying to wait for the big reveal. But the Mm -hmm. shaman and the Japanese man are basically teamed up. I mean maybe that was his anti spell work like so it didn't actually hurt him at the same time i don't know 
I don't know. There, there still are a lot of mysteries, and I kind of liked that, that you don't find out all the answers. Yeah, because, I mean, and he was real fucked up, too. So you as the viewer are literally like, you almost fucking killed him. You were right mm-hmm. there. You almost exactly. I mean, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm just, he does, like, he's shivering after he goes down and, like, wakes back up. He's shivering and has to pull the blanket on. Maybe it was the ghost. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. So... Then we decide that, like, the dad decides that this doesn't work. And we're going to go and kill a Japanese man ourselves. With all of our friends that can't seem to do anything. An angry mob. (laughs) A stupid angry mob. Stupid angry mob. Stupid angry mob. Grab the fucking chainsaw. Yeah. So they go out with all his buddies to hunt down the stranger. They go to his house. He's not there because he's gone out to find the dead body that he had put the picture up for has just, he's gone. And he's like, oh shit. So he just let this body loose and he doesn't know where it is. And so the Japanese man's trying to find this body that he just let loose somewhere and brought back to life. Just willy nilly. No problem. (laughs) And then these men are at his house and they're searching his house. And while they're doing that, they are attacked by one of the infected villagers who was that man. And he really badly injures like two of them. I was so infuriated by this scene. So you all have seen these things, especially the the cop that is there, has seen these things attack people. And they're like, like some guy, he's coming at one guy and then he just starts beating him with a a stick. And I'm like, perfect, get him, get him. And somebody stops him. They're like, what are you going to do, kill him? Yes, he was coming at me in a threatening way. I'm going to kill him. Okay, so they stop him the first time. That guy gets fucking bit. And then they, like, put a rake in his head. They're, like, still going after him to kill him. And I'm like, I'm like good. Somebody's going to kill him now this time. No, no. They stopped the next guy. What are you going to do? Kill him? What the fuck? Yes. Yes. He just fucking bit somebody in the face. Kill him. I absolutely am going to kill him. Thank you for asking. God. Exactly. Exactly. Why is this even a thing? Are you going to kill him? And then they keep breaking shit on him. Like, they, they break a rake off in his head. They have a shovel that the the zombie guy breaks in half and i'm sitting here screaming like go get the fucking chainsaw cut him in half why did you throw it in the back of your pickup if you're not going to use it i also would like to mention the tools they used to kill somebody would be that would be a horrible slow terrible death yes a fucking rake yeah a stick yeah no type or no what are they called the little like grim reaper looking hooks but yeah maybe i don't know no not yeah i don't know they are but but yeah, like the chainsaw, cut his fucking head off, let's be done with it. Yeah, or there was even one point where somebody had something really heavy and I was like, throw that gigantic thing at his teeth. Like, yes, exactly. They hit him with the rock and I'm sitting there like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And they're like, no, what are you going to do, kill him? Oh my god. Or if you can't so frustrated. Him, I would have knocked his fucking teeth out, man. You ain't going to bite me. Mm-mm. Exactly. You don't need these anymore. Open your mouth. I'm going to throw this rock right in. (laughs) Exactly. But that gives the Japanese man time to get away. And they see him running. But he watches the whole fucking thing. Like, you can tell at this point he probably wants this thing to kill them. Because he watched it for a while. And he easily could have been like, no, stop doing something to help. So he obviously doesn't care. Why the fuck are you sitting there watching this? Fucking leave. Take off. 
Yeah, I agree. (laughs) But they pursue this man, and they're going up a mountain. So, like, they're fucking exhausted. It's hard. It's like a hike, right? Yeah. They get up to this cliff, and they lose the man. And you're like, what the fuck? Where did he go? And you see that he's just, like, hanging over the side, right? And you're like, okay. And then he falls, But what I will say is I made a note here, which is something that this is, I don't know if this is a cultural difference. I'm assuming so, but like, I don't know if Western men have just been too hardened to cry with their buddies. I don't know. But, and I know that this is an extenuating circumstances and like child death. And I'm not saying that men don't cry, like if their child is in danger, but like this man, when he realizes that he's lost the Japanese man. And he falls to the ground and he just starts sobbing and his friend comes over and also is like kind of tearing up with him and the outward display of emotion this isn't just like a little subtle like mm-hmm. you know, he is wailing you know like he right exactly is sobbing and you know talking about his daughter and it is so gut-wrenching and his friends are also sharing in that emotion with him And that's just something we don't see very often, especially like we see it with women. But when it comes to men, we don't really Mm -hmm. see that often, you know? Yeah, I agree. It was a nice change. Mm -hmm. But he hears the man's body drop. One of his friends does, but he doesn't see him. And then you also see that woman in white just kind of walking around. And the Japanese man sees her as well. So they decide to go back down the mountain. And as they're driving... The Japanese stranger just lands on their windshield. So they're like, here's a gift. Here you yeah. Go. Which right before then you saw him running through the woods after this woman in white. So you're like, did she push him? Did he fall trying to get her? What happened? She said, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Here, you want this man and you are going to kill him. Here you go. Do it. Didn't work out. Yeah. They dump his body off a cliff as the woman in white watches from above. And so they go, and this is actually a part when I teared up. After this, he's all bloody and nasty. He goes to the hospital where his daughter now is. They brought her there after the death hex because she was in bad shape. And he sees his daughter sitting up and says are you okay and she says yes and starts crying and he just starts holding her and start they just start sobbing into each other and i was like (sighs) i was just like (laughs) it was such a sweet scene but the release of him thinking his daughter's okay the acting impeccable yes amazing the whole time this entire movie every single one of them but especially him and his the who played the daughter Oh my God, did that emotion feel so real? You just looked like you were almost watching this as it was happening. Mm -hmm. And she tried really hard. I was reading in my research that she took dance for six months in order to move her body all these different ways to be able to do those scenes where she's possessed. That's dedication. Good job, girl. Yeah, that is really cool. So... Basically, the shaman figures out he's doing something and he says the rat has fallen into the trap or something. And you're like, oh, no, he killed the wrong person. (laughs) Right. You're like, okay, so she's the bad one. Yep. The woman in white is the bad one. That's what we think. So we take, you know, the daughter home. No problem. 
and but it is a problem because you also are like i don't think that that's right because you also like know how much movie there is you know? <laughs> right exactly still have 40 minutes okay yeah, what's going on now a lot going on like she's still possessed it's not that easy right and she is and they figured that out pretty quickly because he goes to find the shaman because the shaman's been trying to call him over and over and over and over and being like hey you killed the wrong fucking dude like hey or at least that's what you think is the viewer like hey you killed the wrong guy it's not him it's not him you're still in danger your daughter's still in danger and all these things but he keeps ignoring his calls but then he eventually goes to the shaman's house but while he's gone the poor mother and mother-in-law or whatever she is grandmother they're sitting in there and that fucking demon is back at it has all their food out on the floor is stuffing her face looks up and sees a knife and that's really all you get of that scene so they know that the demon's still there you know that the demon's still there and you know shit's about to get fucked yeah but oh my god do you not see her looking up at that knife as soon as she looked up the mother is closer to the knife i'd be like i'm just gonna grab this oh yeah i'd be like i'd look at my mother or mother-in-law and be like i'm gonna get that so you get her i'm gonna get that (laughs) exactly like let's tie her down or if she comes at me i'm gonna stab her child or not i'm sorry love you i mean i think tying her up would be like the best like at this point they do they're terrified which is totally fair like they know Mm -hmm. yeah they're dealing with but she still does have the body of like an eight-year-old you know, and while she may be more strong because of the demon, you know, and I know that this is also a grandmother, but you can yeah. try to restrain her or lock her in a closet or something. Right. I mean, before she looks at the knife, she's just been eating and like eating everything in the fucking fridge. There's just food all it's in her hair. It's all over the floor. It's everywhere. She's just going to town. So first of all, that's terrifying. Second of all, she's been ignoring them. The mother and grandmother are just sitting on the floor in the kitchen watching her do this. And then when she finally takes a breath to, to stop eating, which she looks like she's going to vomit at first. And I'm like, oh, please don't don't throw it up and eat it again. Please don't do that. But <laughs> she doesn't. But she does that almost vomity thing, gets it under control. And then she looks over at mom and she stares at her with this basically demon face. And I feel like as soon as I saw that, that creature looking at me, I'd be like, okay, we're done. Like it is me or you at this point. I will still try to tie you down and save you, but you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get me. Like we've tried everything. <laughs> exactly. You ain't going nowhere. Exactly. So the shaman actually gets really freaked out because stuff is happening to him. A crow comes into his house and you know, he knows all of those signs. And so he flees and he tries he he shows him like driving to Seoul with all his stuff in the car. But on the way there, like all these moths and locusts and shit just start splattering on his windshield and he gets out and they weren't actually there. So like shit's happening to him. Somebody doesn't want him to leave. Well, before that even happens, he goes to the woman in white. He goes to that ghost and then she almost kills him. Like he just starts bleeding from his nose and then it's just spewing out his mouth and vomit. And I'm like, oh shit, she's going to fucking kill him. Yeah, she doesn't. She said bounce. <laughs> you better get the <laughs> get the fuck out. And that's when you're like, oh, she's the fucking bad one. She wants to protect this house from him because he's coming to save the family and she doesn't want him to. You're just taken through so many emotional roller coasters. Right. Like, but then at the, on the end. Exactly. But then at the same time, you're getting pieces of this shaman guy and you're like seeing in his car all the shit he's stolen. And it's like, okay, so he's not a good guy. 
So is he a good guy? Is he does he just like to steal things? And he was still trying to like, what is happening? Yeah. But you do kind of still think he's because there's been nothing to indicate really up to this point. You know, and you see a lot of like ex like shaman things and like ex or exorcists that aren't like from the church exactly be like, yeah, I'll do it. But you got to pay me a shit ton of money. I'll help you. Right. Kind of how he is, too. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're an asshole, but you're talented. So, you know, you can get away with it. Plus, you're handsome. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Could just be a case of that. But she fucking almost you're right kills him and he gets to the shaman's house he's the shaman's not there and he finally calls him and basically he says like you got it wrong and that the japanese man was a shaman like me trying to protect this village from the woman in white and you're like oh, no you know like <laughs> the, right it's such a good little thing that they added it not little it's a huge thing thing that they added in there because they didn't even really need it like but they took it there like it would have been good at so many different places in this film but then they just kept pushing and they didn't lose it because you can push too much i think and then it just be like outlandish and like this whole movie is outlandish obviously but like just not be part of it anymore it doesn't feel like the same movie but this one, they did such a good job with all of these twists and turns. And we still got more coming. Mm-hmm. So he has to rush back to his daughter. And basically when he gets back, the woman in white, he sees her. And that's who he believes is now and who he was told is the demon evil spirit that is going to fuck shit up. And his daughter's disappeared. So Yeah. And when he shows up at the woman in White's house, he sees his daughter's barrette just laying on the ground. What the fuck? Is it her? Yeah. And like a lot of different elements of a lot of his family on her, like a sweater and all sorts of stuff. Exactly. And she basically tells him that she's going to kill the Japanese man after the third rooster crows. And so you have to wait for three of them. And... It's like, at the same time, you're like, oh my god, but is the Japanese man the, the good one? Should he get the fuck out of there? Or should he wait for the the, crow, the roosters? What should he do? That is such a terrible decision to have to make, too. Because if you're wrong, you die. If you yeah. know, And, and you she tells to- him that. If yeah. you go, your entire family will die. And he, like, keeps walking away. And she's like, if you leave right now, your entire family will die. She, like, says it multiple times to really emphasize the fact that he shouldn't fucking move. But, again, like, even the shaman calls back and says, don't listen to her. She is trying mm-hmm. to tempt you, you know. And it's like, maybe he's right. Maybe she's really good at tempting because she did earlier lead him to the japanese man which was terrible and right like you don't know right exactly and then at the same exact time our little deacon that first of all he was a scary cat in the beginning now he's like this brave motherfucker which i'm proud of him he hunts down the japanese man in this cave and he goes in and he's like prepared to kill this guy and he walks up to him and he goes i know you're the devil And all we get from the Japanese man is almost sadness. He's like, what do I say after you call me the devil? So you're still not sure who is the bad guy. Until the last possible second, you're basically not sure. Yeah. And because that this, you know, you think he's a shaman trying to help this family and that's what he's doing. And this guy just came in to interrupt. So he's going to ruin everything. And, you know, he's like the 
Japanese man is like, how do I convince you? You know, I have skin and bone. You can touch me and feel that. And he says, you need to reveal your true form to me and then I will believe you and leave you alone. And then we have back at the house, you know, two roosters have crowed. We only have to wait for one more rooster crow. And then she, according to her, everything will be okay. Right. But everything is ramping up still like you know his daughter is missing or she's there with his mother and wife and she's still possessed like he's in what is it it would just be so hard to stand there regardless i i couldn't imagine that decision especially with each crow that you hear what do you do because you're going to feel even more pressure to make a decision right now like you have to decide right now yeah. And he even asks her, like, are you a human or a ghost? And she doesn't give a straight answer. And that's when he notices that she's wearing personal items of all the victims, including his daughter's like hairpin. And that's when he decides that she's responsible. And that's when he leaves. And then as soon as the as, as like he leaves and crosses the threshold, you see that flower set from the beginning withers. And that's that was a trap. Yeah waiting for him so if he didn't cross it nothing would have happened but that it set off that trap basically yeah and so sad and the woman the white just starts screaming like please don't go and then she's like no like you just killed your family basically yeah and then he walks in and this poor fucking guy like first thing he sees is just blood all over the kitchen he's calling to his family nobody is answering and you know, as the viewer, that all of a sudden the woman in white was the one he should have listened to the whole time. Yep. That's she was the did. good one. Yep. So, and you know, you're like, oh, the shaman didn't know. He just got it wrong, you know? Right. But no, definitely not. And in between, so our our main guy goes home. And he finds his, the blood. He finds his wife and mother, mother-in-law in the next room, stabbed. He sits down with them, sees his daughter. We go back later. He is dead. So we don't know exactly what happens to him, but he, well, I guess he's not dead because he whispers about his daughter. Yeah, he's just traumatized. (laughs) Yeah. But in the meantime, we are also going back to the little deacon that's in the cave and he's getting his picture taken and he's got this rash going over his face now and he's petrified and frozen there and so terrified. And then you're seeing the devil you're seeing this creature holding the camera and it's got these long claw-like fingers and horns now and those red eyes and you're like oh my god yeah terrifying he literally creepy looking formed into the devil or like a demon and it was done in such a primitive way but it was so effective you know what i mean Mm -hmm. didn't need a ton of special effects they just put makeup on him and horns and contacts and it was so he was scary he was scary oh my god i'm glad they waited till the end like we don't it would have ruined it had we seen him multiple times but he was worth it he was worth the wait yeah and then the shaman goes back to the house and starts taking pictures of the family the murdered family and you're like you son of a bitch yes and then you see his car and all these other pictures just dump out the ones that were supposedly burned. No, he yeah. gave them to the shaman. Yep. The shaman made a deal with the devil. Yep. Literally. 
And the last thing that happens with a dad is he's sitting there devastated, you know, by because his daughter's dead, you know, and killed his family. And he just remembers like you get these flashbacks of them together and happy times. And he just smiles and he says, oh, daddy's a policeman and I will protect you. Oh, so sad. Oh, my God. I just got chills. Like, it's so sad. <laughs> and the woman in white, like he's, like we were saying, like the whole time was there to protect this village from him. But he did such a good job of being the fucking devil. Yep. That he won. Yep. And he's still there, you know. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's more villagers that are there that just need to be tortured more. Exactly. More villages to travel to. Yep. You know. And w- he already came from somewhere else, so where was he before that? Right, exactly. How many times has he done this? How many villages has he done this to? Yeah. Oh, it was such a good mystery, supernatural thriller that definitely like the length looks daunting but when you're watching it it doesn't feel like that there were a couple times I was like oh my god this movie has how long left but then Mm -hmm. that's only when I was looking at where the bar was on the progress because really just watching the movie and getting all into it it didn't feel long yeah it was mostly a okay so we've we've killed the guy what oh my god there's 40 minutes left what's gonna happen yeah exactly it's like how are they gonna where are they gonna take this Mm mm-hmm So, oh my gosh, it was stunning. And everybody tends to agree. I mean, it doesn't have a ton of, like, before we start talking about, like, our ratings and experience and all that, but just real quick, like, it doesn't have a ton of audience or critic scores, but the audience has about 7,000 with an 81%, and the critics, 82, which is pretty standard for, like, a smaller foreign film, 99%. Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't necessarily disagree with that. There was like a few things, like I said, like, you know, with the, were they trying to kill him? And then did he make the deal afterwards maybe to not do that? Because the guy, maybe, maybe the devil realized that he did have some power and went to him or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what happened between the shaman and the demon, but right. yeah, no, it, and I know some of this may sound like kind of confusing in a walkthrough because you have to remember this is two and a half hours. We've talked for like what an hour right of a mystery movie like there's so much mystery that we can't even share oh my gosh it is such a ride like if you listen to this without watching it like shame on you. i'm just kidding but <laughs> you should watch it like it is such a good film it is definitely one of the best ones that i have seen in a really long time a couple pieces of trivia really quick so When the dad has sex and he takes his daughter out shopping to, you know, make things better for her, he buys her an ocarina, which I wanted to bring up because my fiance is a big Legend of Zelda fan, and I thought it was cool to actually see it in a movie, not just a video game. I even had to look up. I was like, is that a real fucking instrument? That's awesome. (laughs) So if anybody likes those games, that is in it. It was kind of cool. And the big one that I have actually helped me a lot in understanding this film. And so the woman in white... She collects upper body clothing. So the barrette, the shawl, things like that. And that is a good thing. She is doing that to protect them. Whereas the Japanese man collects lower belongings. So like shoes, stuff like that to curse them. thought that was interesting. Mm, That's, yeah, that's really cool. Like uh, I go high, you go low. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. You know, heaven and hell. I mean, I could... Yeah. yeah, makes sense. It was kind of cool. The duality between the two of them. Exactly. She's basically the guardian angel. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, I felt so bad for the woman in white, too, because she actually had a lot of pain in her voice when she was screaming at him not to go back to the house. Yes, exactly. She really wanted to help this village. And she's probably done this over and over and over with all these other families and lost every single time, too. Right. It's just so sad. Yeah, we literally have an angel trying to protect people and the devil trying to condemn them. Yeah. Five out of five. (laughs) Absolutely. Amazing movie. Loved the mystery. No question. I was really excited. I went into this assuming it was going to be really well done because especially when things like this, like you hear that kind of buzz and they, you know, especially from foreign, Mm -hmm. like foreign horror doesn't come out all the time, but when they make it to this extent and they're being touted as like this country's the exorcist, like, you know, you're in for it, you know? And I, I mean, the exorcist is great and all, but this one did a, like, it's, it's just, I know they're kind of apples and oranges, but like I would definitely, aside from my petrifying fear of Reagan and Pazuzu's face, I would definitely (laughs) reach for this one before I reach for the exorcist again, you know? Yeah. This one was great. I loved actually being able to watch it after years of hype. And I love how vague it was. I mean, I gave you guys the, the tag last week and it's, I'll say it again. It's very vague. Soon after a mysterious stranger arrives, a sickness starts spreading through the village. And that's it. But it's like, it's almost not about the sickness. So I went in expecting something very different. Like the contagion type film? Yeah, like, is this a zombie film? What is this? Yeah. Film about the devil. Exactly. And I love that they kept that mystery going on. I'm down for this movie. It's great. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this review of The Wailing. Again, it is free on Tubi TV, which you can sign up for for free. Not sponsored. Just trying to help out. (laughs) Unfortunately, not sponsored. But you can hang out with us on all of our social medias. Everything is The Exorcisters Podcast, except for Twitter, which is at The Exorcisters. And if you would like to join our little Patreon family for bonus episodes, extra content, fun little things in the mail, stuff like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash The Exorcisters Podcast. And next time, do the dead come back? Till then, stay creepy.